Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Tommy, Ocean Chinook or Puget Sound Coho, what is your palate favorite? And you drop yeah. that kokanee on top of that barn door halibut's head, 67 feet of water, and he was not happy about that. Well, I don't know. What do you think? Boxers or briefs? Ooh, I'm going to have to go with a European cut speedo. Fantastic. Excellent choice. I yeah. love tuna. I do love tuna. Heck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, I have a buddy who refers to Canadian geese as flying carp. Obviously, he's not cooking them. <laughs> he clearly, right? Oh, ocean snook. Seriously? Hands down. Really? Hands down. I don't fish for coho. Ah, good point. Hey, speaking of grind, can you tell the difference between ground deer and ground elk? Honestly, taste the difference. You know, Dwayne, we only get one chance to live this life, mm-hmm. and you will always regret the things that you don't do. So you know what I tell people? Buy the damn boat. Hey, you know, the facts are some days are just a grind. Welcome to Fish Hunt Northwest, the number one fishing and hunting talk show throughout the Pacific Northwest and beyond. Now here's your host, Dwayne England, and of course, the infamous Tommy Donlan. Hey everyone, hello and welcome to Fish on Northwest, Wayne England, and yes, Tommy Donlan. Hey, I'm back. You are back. Yeah, man. We'll get into that in a little bit, the exact reason for the departure once again, mm-hmm. uh, and for very good, probably the best reason of the entire year. Yeah, I wasn't fishing or hunting this time. No, no, and uh, boy, so excited for you guys, this is good stuff, but glad to have you back, man. We got a great yeah, show lined up, lots going on, of course, we are... You know, on the heels of spring, apparently, almost on the uh, front edge of summer, but you wouldn't know based on the weather. You know, I'm trying to figure out if it's if it's really June or is it like more like November. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. It depends January. On the day. Yeah, yeah. There you go. We went from November, November to, January. to January. Yeah, that's kind of where we're <laughs> at. So uh, the weather is looking a little more positive down the road here. I think we're going to finally turn the corner and maybe see a little bit of that brightness in the sky. A I sure warmer. hope so. Oh uh, yeah, it's uh, we've had plenty of rain. Let's let's just say. I mean, look what's going on at Yellowstone. Told you about that. I know. Holy cow! That that park's going to be closed for like the entire season. Right. And uh, that's going to be a financial hit to many who rely on that mm-hmm. three month window of tourist activity mm-hmm. to really get them over the hurdle. Well, might not get to have those folks this winter. You know, partaking in the observation of wolves in their natural habitat. Yeah. That's going to be a sad thing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, hey, I want to welcome everybody to the show. Thanks for signing on. You guys got questions, comments, go ahead and sign on here tonight. Tommy and I will try to keep track of what's going on. Of course, the beard behind the scenes saying up on it so we can uh, answer your questions and comments. Always appreciate that. Grab our content, share it on out there. Invite your friends to the show because we got another good one lined up for you this week as we do each and every week as we come to you live from the Fish on Northwest Studios located here on the beautiful shores of Summit Lake, Olympia, Washington. So with that, Remind everybody, if you haven't done yet, taking time to do so, jump on over to our webpage, www.fishhuntnw.com. You're going to see right there front and center, coupon code for Edge Rods, FHN20, 20% off all rods all the time, unless they fall under, Tommy, another type of discount, uh, discount or, yeah. or program or what have you. Veterans have a uh, access code as well. But for us, uh, all rods all the time, if they're not under another special, but 20% off every fishing rod you're going to purchase through us via Edge Rods. Simply go to our webpage, click on the coupon, takes you right to Edge Rods and start shopping. Coupon code is applied to checkout and you're gonna save 20%. So, and apparently we're selling a bunch of rods. 
Right on. According to Alex and the folks there. Awesome. Yeah, we are. You guys are doing a great job jumping on what they have going on and purchasing edge rods. And, you know, give us some feedback, man. If you're finding rods that you are, uh, you know, utilizing and finding success and really enjoy fishing those rods, let us know what you think. That feedback gets back to edge. We like to keep them informed as to how you guys think their fishing rods are performing, so it uh, goes full circle. Hey, well, uh, we've also been patiently waiting for some rods, and tomorrow you're going to make a special <laughs> trip down there. I am going to yeah. fish a lake in the morning, is the plan, and then uh, for a few hours get my limit of kokanee and then head on south and go pick up some more. I got some nine-foot kokanee rods waiting for me. Is that what? Okay. Because yeah. I know you're going to help me out and get my slow-pitch jigging got rods. Got some slow-pitch jigging rods. Which is what I'm looking forward to. Some control rods. Going to yeah. get some slow-pitch rods for uh, Puget Sound Chinook as well. Yes. Lots of plans going on in that uh, particular arena. But yeah, we got some got some stuff down there in the rack waiting for us with our name on it. Going to go pick it up. So Awesome. Pretty excited. Um, as we work our way through the show here, we got lots to cover tonight as we do each and every week. And then uh, we're closing out the show with, uh, with a few bits of uh, information, <laughs> uh, what we got going on the next few weeks. So just hold on because uh, it's going to get good. Uh, with that, uh, Thomas, welcome you back to the show. A little special announcement from the Donlin family. Yep. The FHN family got a little bit bigger. It certainly did. A few days ago. Got another license to, to purchase in the near future. Yeah, right, right, right. So, right. so um, my wife uh, gave birth to our beautiful baby daughter, nine pounds, 12 ounces. No small child. No small child. Well, yeah. it is the Donlin family. They don't, there's no such thing. That's that, right. That is like uh, certain other things don't go together. Uh, that is one. Small yeah. child, Donlin? No. No, it's, no, no. That's, yeah, that's not a thing. I think the Junior, he's two years old, two years and a couple months, and he's already pushing 40 pounds. <laughs> So his baby sister's giving him a run yeah, for his money. Right out of the gate, right? Yeah. yeah look yeah. at her. Uh, cute, to say the least. Delaney Rose Donald, 9 pounds, 12 ounces. Yeah. Congratulations Whopper. to you guys. So you got a boy and a girl now. Yeah, and we're done. And you're done. And that's it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Closing up shop on that. I'm too. I'm getting too old for this, man. Yeah, look at you. You're a wreck. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> Complete mess. I'm going to look like you pretty soon. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Haggard, grandchildren. I mean, they wear you out. So you're going to have to retire early just to keep it. Hey, I'm good kids. with that. Um, yeah, congrats, man. Thanks. Uh Two kids and uh, exciting times ahead. So, so happy for you guys. It's just exciting stuff. So good to have you back. Um, hey, along with that, did you pay attention? Did you put any special draws in? I did. I did. But uh, I donated to the process once okay. again. And Stacking did the not points drop. up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I just went ahead and said, no, nah, I'll just take the points. You're just going to take the points. Yeah. I didn't even want to open the Christmas present. You know, disappointed I, how I, I always put in for Moose, you know, and, and obviously don't elect for, for uh, the points option, but that's a that's a long road to that tag and so i it is i'm towards the beginning of the journey yeah um i put in for both bull moose and, and antlerless yeah um but uh, no i did not draw on anything but um except for the deer multi-season which is almost a gimme like you can you know typically get that after the fact if you didn't draw it but I'm, can, I'm actually doing it this year i, I bought it I'm, I'm invested. I need to go over to Archery World yeah. and get dialed in. We need yeah. to go over there. We do. And and get dialed in. Yeah. Um, go uh, go meet up with Ryan Black and or talk with yep. Joe and Megan. But, uh, yeah, get you set up. Get uh, get my new uh, bow set up as soon as I get my shoulder <laughs> back to 100%. But, um, yeah, for the 2022 mm-hmm. special hunt draws, they are uh, out. Came out in email yesterday. If you're having difficulty, uh, you can simply... Go to Fish Hunt. That should be easy for you to remember. <laughs> fishhunt.dfw.wa.gov. 
log into your profile and you're going to find whether or not you were selected for any of the special permits you put in for special hunts. Uh, you'll be notified there, uh, especially if it's your first year doing it. It can be a little confusing on how this process works. So go to that link and uh, you're going to find your profile and go ahead and log in there and, and see if you were awarded or not. I know some folks were blowing up um, social media in bragging rights of what they what they landed mm-hmm. um i got a buddy down the road here brian alexander his his kid pulled two uh two elk tags and did he really different areas yeah oh, so wow. young jack uh happy for him they're gonna definitely put some meat in the freezer with uh the program they got going on so uh congrats to everybody that did draw some folks are uh, signing on here nothing not a jeff wilson not a for me too yeah right there in that camp as well of course yeah. like i said i just went for points just Put it off until maybe next year I'll be more focused up and and uh, get some opportunities. Mm-hmm. So I got my sights set on uh, me and Matt Messing. I think we're going to actually get serious about low muzzle loader for elk this year. That's going to be my. There you go. That's going to be the way to go because I don't think uh, the shoulder's going to be back to full par to where I can be practicing enough with the bow. And I kind of like the the opportunity during that muzzle season. Right. Yep. You still got bull, uh, bulls reacting. You can catch calling. a little bit of the rut. Yep. yep, and we got a couple areas I really want to drill down on here in the next few months, start getting the cameras out, take a poke at what's going on. So I'm kind of, mm-hmm. that's where I'm going to put my efforts in, of course, locally here. I'll go after my black tail. I got a three-point with my name on it. There you go. Yeah, I already know where he's at. So uh, anyway, things to look forward to, and as we walk down the road of hunting, as we get deeper into the season. But before we get there, my friend, not only do we have a ton of fishing going on, Crab dates were That's announced. That's right. Yeah, huh? we got we got some crab dates coming crab up. Crab dates were announced. Um, and we're going to get into that later into the show with, with Mark Uasa as well. But just to give you a quick rundown, um, you know, most areas open July 1st, but not all. So, yeah. you know, you really got to look at the regs. That's kind of the message here. Um, the Marine Area 7 North, that's going to be a late opener um, and typically is. This year, it's August 18th. Um, so keep that in mind. Oh. We are going to have a crab um, opportunity, though, in 10 and 11, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, some years we don't we don't get that. And so, you know, and that's, you know, growing up, those were always my stomping grounds. You know, right. I'd launch out of Redondo right. or Des Moines um, and crab those areas. So that's really cool. Um, 12, uh, the southern portion of 12 and uh, area 13 are going to remain closed. Okay, yeah. So. Still not good enough population to right. get those going again. Right. Which, Really sucks. 13's right out my back door here. Yep. Fish, eh, you know, kind of on the uptick, but uh, the crabbing thing still, nope, not, yeah. not happening. So, and, and unfortunately, you know, as is with everything else in Washington State, you can't just assume that because you're going out to catch some, you know, some coho, some resident yeah. coho, yeah, yeah. that you can throw a pot in the water, right? Seven days a week. Right, seven days a week. That That's way. not the case. No. So you really got to read the regs, make sure you understand the rules, yep. um, and abide by the law. A lot of those areas are certain days specific throughout the week. You got a Thursday through Sunday or, you know, what, whatever. the Yeah, and area 10 and, and 11 are different. It's, it's Sundays and Mondays only. Yeah, you know? real narrow so opportunity. It's, it's narrow opportunity. Mm-hmm. They want to control that mm-hmm. quota. Yep, get you all the way through the end of summer is the is the reason for so yep. uh, that you know that imparts less pressure per day, um, but you know you got one weekend day and one weekday so yeah. you know Sundays are going to be pretty crowded. Right, Sundays are going to be right. crab pod heavy out there fishing for salmon on the trail. Watch for those crab buoys. So uh, moving along, hey, uh, kind of a unique thing, Tommy. They've announced that the Merwin Special Kids Day of Fishing event is returning july 9th 
This is one that they did for a few years, and of course it was absent for the last two years due sure. to COVID and whatnot. Yep. But after two years' absence, we got a special uh, fishing event for children with disabilities. <coughs> will return Saturday, July 9th from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Mer- Merwin Fish Hatchery east of Woodland. Yeah, and they've got a lot of um, participation in this before. Um, so when they did it previously, prior to COVID, they had about 100 um, young people and their families do this. Um, it's a really awesome day. And this is sponsored by WDFW uh, as well as Pacific Power. Right. And so um, I think Jordan had the slide up with the information on how to how to register. But you do want to pre-register before June 30th. Yes. Um, so kind of keep that in mind. That's going to be here before you know it. That's basically two weeks away. Yeah. Um, and then. And, you know, what's really cool about this is the rods, the reels, the tackle, and the T-shirt. The kids get that. They get to um, take it with them. It, they get yeah. to take it with them. It's Donated provided it, yeah. to those young anglers. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really cool. Yeah. So yeah. prior to that event, WDFW actually plants 3,000 catchable trout weighing up to four pounds into the uh, into the pond there. Volunteers will be there as a one-on-one coach mentor for these kids with disabilities to help them be successful in that day of fishing. It's just a really great youth event for kids with disabilities. Yeah. That they got wheelchair access. They can roll them right up there to the edge of the pond. They help them cast it out there, get it. And uh, it's, a, it's a derby. And there's prizes. And um, you can simply go to www.everbright.com. And then there's backslash E or forward slash uh, Merwin, and then special kids day registration. You know, easiest thing to do is go to WDFW on the their webpage, mm-hmm. look under the news tab, and these announcements are all there front and center for you to grab. And uh, easy to navigate, get your kids signed up, like Tommy said, before June 30th, and uh, make it a special day. Along with that, we have one additional uh, event going on. The CCA is putting on the ninth annual Pete Floor Memorial Wenatchee Salmon Derby. Our boys at Max Lure are well involved in this because it's over there out of Wenatchee. But uh, the North Central Washington chapter of CCA is announcing the ninth annual uh, Pete Floor Memorial Wenatchee Salmon Derby is returning to the shores of Columbia River July 15 and 16. Um, they encourage anglers of all ages and skill levels to participate in this amazing conservation event supporting CCA. The, uh, the Derby this year features over $7,500 in prizes in addition to exciting raffles and more. For more information uh, and purchase of your tickets to be involved, go to WenatcheeSalmonDerby.com and all the information is up there on the TV for you. So uh, another great event. It's a memorial type derby it raises money for cca in that chapter and uh just a lot of good opportunity man and all this is based around fishing mm-hmm. and opportunity for both kids and adults so it's uh, exciting stuff so uh with that hey let's uh let's get to it man great show lined up for tonight and we are uh we're gonna stamp right through this because we got plenty of uh Plenty of information, conversation to have. Running down the show. Um, no stranger to the in-studio or on the phone, Chris Turvey, Columbia River Guide Service District Sales Manager of Brad's Killer Fishing Gear. Columbia River Chinook Opportunity, Tommy. It's been kind of going crazy lately. Um, the tail end of the spring Chinook run, or is it truly June hogs? Chris is going to break that down for us in the discussion to tell us you know, what the difference is and some tips and tricks for success right now with all this high water. Uh, then we're going to bring back in studio here a friend of ours, Larry Stamp. You guys know him, Rods and Reels in Need. He has taken on something else, Tommy, as if he's not busy enough running his business in Rods and Reels in Need. Uh, he is 
organizing the first annual fish expo here in Thurston County at the Thurston County Fairgrounds. What it is, where it is, and why you need to attend. Larry's here to tell us all about it. Really looking forward to that one. It's going to be a good segment. So uh, stick around. After that, uh, our good buddy Mark Uasa, who has taken on the position now. He's the communication manager, public affairs with WDFW. Uh, we're doing our regional roundup with Mark. That guy has his thumb on the pulse. If you don't follow his blogs or articles, you should. Um, we're going to get into a regional roundup with him. So much going on. No better person to straighten it out for us to understand than Mark Uasa. Then we're going to close out the show. Uh, I had put a post up, Tommy, about kokanee. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, kind of a small fish, kind of a little bit of a volume of work involved there if you're going to get it to... I don't know, a certain level of either grilling or smoking. Mm-hmm. How deep of dive do you take into these little critters? You know, what is is the work really worth it? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I'm here to tell you it is. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that. And then, of course, we've got a couple announcements as we wind it down and close out the show. So don't go anywhere. Uh, a couple minute break. When we come back in here, we're going to have Chris Turvey on the phone. Columbia River Spring Chinook. What the heck's going on down there and how to go get them right here. Fish on Northwest. Sportco and Outdoor Emporium is the largest local outfitter in the Northwest since 1975, providing thousands of people affordable outdoor gear. This summer, make your next outdoor adventure more affordable by shopping at our warehouse-style pricing. We are a local Scotty dealer, offering sales, service, and repair. Located in Fife and Seattle, come visit us today. The outdoors await you. New days, new beginnings, new friends, new loves, new dreams, new goals, new scenery, new job. No matter what the next chapter holds, Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate will be there to help you find the new that's right for your lifestyle at any stage of your life. Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate. Expect better. Hey, welcome back in studio here to Wayne England, Tommy Donlin, and yes, boy, scared me for a minute. I know, I, was, I thought he was too busy fishing. <laughs> yeah, well, he may have been. <laughs> he may have been. Uh, the discussion we had uh, off air here as we rolled back into it, but uh, hey everybody, Chris Turvey, Columbia River Guide Service, and of course, District Sales Manor, Manager at uh, Brad's Killer Fishing Gear. Just getting off the water, uh, Chris, sounds like you had a heck of a day. Yeah, it was great. Uh you know, we're just uh, trolling Brad through 360 Evolutions and uh, mini cup bugs and a few spinners. And, uh, oh, shoot, we had a lot of bites. Missed some, lost some, lost a double. and uh, But we ended up getting uh, five nice keepers and released some. It's, uh, fishing's been pretty good. Yeah. Five, five yeah, nice five. keepers, yeah. It sounds horrible. Yeah, it sounds, sounds like terrible day, miserable. terrible day. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, let's kind of uh, let's kind of break this down, Chris. So you know we're kind of at the tail end of spring chinook. I mean, ideally, most of those have found their way up into our tributaries that we're still targeting and can find really some good success, especially on the upper uh, east side. You're still finding some good success on some of these spring chinook. Um, kind of crossing over here now into the historical uh, June hog. Does that June hog fishery truly still exist? What's your what's your thoughts on that? You know, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting fishery. Um, you know, we've seen, seen a lot of stuff the last 20 years, uh, some, some really banner years. And then a lot of years we don't even get the fish for them. And, um, so there's a lot of guys that, that don't have a lot of experience in it. Um, the Florida river, me included. I mean, it seems like, you know, we'd get the fish on them one year and then we'd have a three year break where we don't get the fish for them. Um, 
you know, it, it, uh, the only positive thing, um, this year is, it's, uh, the high water and we had so many spring Chinook that it just rolled right in. Sorry, these guys are talking. Uh, it rolled right into this banner summer Chinook fishery that they, uh, that they, uh, I think they, uh, under forecast. That's my opinion. Yeah. There's a lot mm-hmm. of fish coming. There's, there's a lot of fish being caught, but that, uh, that upper Columbia fishery, you know, has just been banner. And I think that's where a lot of this has stemmed from, uh, you know, above, above the dams. And I'm talking about Wanapum, um, above Peace Rapids, all, all the way up, you know, to, uh, Chelan Falls. You know, Chris, it's, it's been a while since I've actually done the June hog thing. I think for me, and I know this probably surprises you, Dwayne, but mm. I actually, I've actually done it. Whoa. 2011. What? It's been some years. Well, it's a couple. But what I remember, Chris, from this fishery is it's it's really critical, if you, especially if you're on anchor, right, which lane you're, you're picking to anchor up in. And then also, you know, associated with that, the current, right? Current's a big deal. And so I'm just curious, you know, as you look at um, – you know, the amount of runoff that we have and this last big snow melt that we're going to get and what that's going to do to the river. Um, tell us about that, like what's going through your mind and, you know, what is your approach to trolling versus on anchor and how do you account for that current? Well, you know, so I have an anchor fish, uh, not at all this year down here. Uh, we're fishing below Bonneville Dam uh, about halfway the, to the mouth of the Columbia. Um, I know quite a few guys that are, and they're having tremendous success, um, running, you know, banana style plugs, wrapped with tuna fish or sardines. And, you know, the guys that are successful, they're anchored close to shore. They're, uh, typically it could be, uh, six to eight feet shallow water, or, um, you know, the, the current will start to slack off and those fish don't have to hug the shore as close. And then boats in the sitting in 17 to 20 feet of water are starting to get them. But, um, this high, high water, it seems like it's been consistently anything close to shore. Um, travel lanes, pinch points, um, there's been the common, common, uh, common factor in the successful anchor guys. They've, uh, you know, just keep your plugs wrapped. Um, you know, don't, don't, don't over, uh, let them sit out there too long. And, and those guys are being pretty successful in 14s and 15s. Mm. Um, uh, plug sales from the Brad side of things has just been a record year. Um, got call and myself when we ordered for the year, we were like, okay, yeah, we're good. We're going to finally <laughs> get to rebuild our, our inventory, inventory yeah. and, and warehouse and not even close. Uh, <laughs> How about that? Cause, no, no. Yeah. Cause they, you know, usually we don't get pretty much, you know, it, it closes for adult retention the 22nd. And usually we don't, when we do have a season, we don't get, this much in June. Yeah. Usually it's like a week in June if it is open or so. And, and, uh, and the plug bite has been so great because what you said, the runoff, the high water, mm-hmm. all these storms that have been coming through and flash flooding in some of these areas. And, uh, the, the water, the Columbia is murky down here, but there's a foot, foot and a half of visibility <laughs> for us. And I think the fish can see a little bit better. And it, it's just, it's make it, it's a perfect scenario for, for plug fishing. Um, we thought to try to look, think outside the box and, and we wanted to downhill troll with, uh, 360s and, and, uh, super baits and cut plugs. And, um, you know, last week we had a lot of success doing it. And, uh, so this is kind of fun. I mean, you're dodging logs and, and you're fighting, uh, you know, grass and junk on your rod. Right. There's, there's a lot of that floating down. I mean, there's some of the, the, the 
the wood rafts that are floating down the river is just it's, it's massive. I mean, if you're just, you know, it's just crazy. Yeah, some mm-hmm. of the stuff that's floating down. Um, well, Chris, hey, talk right talk now. talk a little bit about that approach that you are using. Not sitting on the anchor. You've described mm-hmm. what a lot of guys are doing, and the plug fishing's been really good in the shallow water and uptight. You know, almost in the brush because the river flow is so high, but. As you just were kind of saying, you're on that downriver troll, so let's talk about how much lead does that take and what depth of water you find in these fish. And, of course, you're dodging all the debris coming down, but you're finding really good success with your 360 flashers in your in your uh, Brad's Cup plug. So uh, kind of break that down for us. Give us some colors and some scents as well. So, you know, we're just we're just, we're just in your, your basic setup. We got a 20-inch bumper. So the new Brad's 360 Evolution. The two top colors are the uh, silver scale, and then the 5050. One's the, the the O2. It's half mirror, half silver 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 scale. Yeah. Um, and then from there, we're running you know cut plugs with cannon hooks um, or super baits with triple hook rigs. And you know we're running a 28 to 33 inch leader, 32. Excuse me. Uh, today it was 28. Everything was 28. The other day they wanted a little bit longer leader, mm. but we're we're you know 20. 20 feet, we're finding shelves 20 to 27 feet, and we're just kind of slowly downhill trolling and, and uh, you know, heavy leads mid, mid-boat, light leads in the back of the boat. Um, what you're finding is there's quite a few fish suspended. Uh, they're not on the bottom. There's some fish are. We're, getting, we're picking some off, off, you know, two, three cranes off the bottom. But a lot of these fish are cruising. They're they're just they're booking it. This, this water's got them all jacked up to, to make it up to Schlan Falls or wherever they're going mm. way up river. And some of these fish, I mean, I'm marking fish five feet deep, mm. ten, twelve feet deep. Um, we haven't got a lot of those to bite, but we have got some bites fishing super shallow, uh, probably more than more shallow than you ever would. And uh, it just makes me think, you know. Gosh, there's just there's a there's a lot of river, a lot of fish in the river. Yeah, in order to, to be able to do that, and we're just just pointing the bow downstream and going for it, you know. And if there's not too many weeds, we'll we'll power troll into it uh, upstream. We've got a few bites doing doing it that way, but majority of it's been been downhill, and you know it's kind of it's kind of tough with the gas uh, bill the way it is. But <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, yeah, no kidding. Fun yeah, got some fish, and, and the thing I really like about the trolling is. Uh, seems like our hook to land ratio is a little bit better. Mm. Um, you know, this whole plug bite, uh, I don't know what's going on, but I've got some buddies that, uh, they've been, they've been having a lot of bites in order to get some fish. And, mm. you know, I don't know what the deal is. You know, they're changing the configurations, doing everything they can, but they just kind of seem to go back to the stock, you know, double, uh, split ring setup that they're running. So mm. it's hard to say, Yeah, mm. but, uh, Scent, um, just chicken of the sea, tuna and oil, and then you know, it seemed like sardine oil seems to be the better. Um, we're putting sar- procure sardine oil in there. Um, the other day it would seem like it was sardine and anise, mm. but uh, whatever's fishy, yeah, yeah, fishy. you know, we picked fishy. up some today on, on shrimp spinners too. We put some shrimp out there, um, gold blade with red beads. Uh, what'd that do? That just hooked two fish and then uh, uh a light bulb, chartreuse green dot with green beads that okay. got bit as well. Yeah. So. so when these fish are suspended like that, are you trying to fish the middle water column? Yeah. And like, yeah. what's the, um, how many rods do you run on your boat? And it would kind of like, what's your lead setup? Yep. So, so majority of these fish are suspended. They're traveling 15 to 18 feet. Like I said earlier, they're worth something super high when, and, you know, and if you're marking with your, your transducer, it's like, okay, how many other are that high? 
Um, we had one or two bite like that, uh, you know, and I'm talking super high where you can, you can stand up on the back of the tramp and you might see the, the flasher back there. But majority of these fish, 15 to 18 feet deep um, and 20 to 27 feet of water. Um, there's the middle of the water column, um, you know, bow rods, mid rods. We're running a pound of lead, you know, 16-ouncer, and we're getting bit anywhere from 20 to 25 feet on the line counter. You know, that's probably with the rake we got in the current, um, getting a good rod thump, that's, that's, that's 22 to 20, 25 on the line counter is putting it right in their face. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, occasionally it will drop one to the bottom and, and we pick some up off the bottom. But the majority of them we have been suspended. Um, you know, when we hit the bottom, we're, we're you know, 20 to 27 feet of water. We're anywhere from 33, you know, somewhere around there on the line counter. But uh, no, I, I would not hesitate at all to, to fish the mid column. Trust your electronics. Mm-hmm. Um, today they were deeper for a while, and then surprisingly, when the sun came out, I was I would not have expected this, but those mm-hmm. fish they were traveling and they were up high. They were, they were in the middle of the water column. Yeah. It was a beautiful, beautiful, you know, summer day down here. Not a lot of wind, sun up high, no clouds. And, uh, that's when we started market fish, you know, 12, 15 feet deep. And, uh, you know, the back rods, the lighter, lighter lead rods, uh, we were running some eights and some tens, um, out 25 to 30 feet on the line counter. And, uh, we, you know, I had a heavy pole. So those are probably fishing in that 12 to 15 foot range. And those, those were doing really, really well, really nice. well. Hey, Chris, before we wrap it up here, uh, real quickly, talk about the differences, if you could, between fishing a regular, like 10 and a half foot, you know, 1065, five power rod that's designed for, you know, troll fisheries, lead fisheries, downrigger versus a 360 design on a rod to really get that cadence and thump on that 360. And then I want you to finish that out with also talking briefly on can persons actually put too large of lure behind their 360 that hinders the performance of that flasher? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You can uh, you can definitely get too big of a lure and not get the right action. Most of the time, you know, these fish, uh, spring, summer, and fall, they're gonna want that, that lure to kind of dart and dash or pause for a sec. And the only way to do that is, is by a 360 flasher. And if it's too big and too much uh, resistance, too heavy, it's going to pull on the backside of the flasher, and, and you're not going to get that, that 360 effect that we're all looking for. Um, you know, probably one of the biggest blades, if you're going to run any kind of shrimp spinners or anything like that, the biggest blade you want to run is, is a, maybe a four if you're going faster. That's why the 3.5 is so common. Mm-hmm. But now you're starting to see guys uh, dibble and dabble with even smaller yet. You know, uh, 3.0s, you know, 2.0s. Wow. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's think of it as lighter, smaller. It's just like our kokanee cup plugs. It's a super small lure. It was marketed for kokanee. However, yeah. every year when we go fishing in the brass boat, um, some of our biggest fish of the year come from that little tiny bait. And right. it's simply because it's... Uh, it's zero drag, zero resistance. It allows that flasher to work the best it possibly can. And then I think sometimes too, these fish, you know, when they see that smaller presentation, they don't, they don't think twice about it. Like, oh, I, I, I can bite that. Where, mm-hmm. you know, a K15, uh, a KF16, that bigger banana style plug, you know, they might be, yeah, that's a little bigger than I can, I can battle. I'm, I'm going to sure. pass on that one. But right. um, there's been a lot of fish caught on 15, uh, size 15 banana style plugs. So, you know, don't, don't think that that's, you know, 
Yep. They got to be small. There's been a lot of misconduct those big plays this year. I haven't heard of any on 16, but but 14 and 15. Gotcha. Uh, Giants do eat peanuts. Giants yep. do yep. big elephants eat peanuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. and whales eat krill. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yep, exactly. Whales yep. eat krill. So, hey, uh, Chris, we're uh, kind of up against a break, buddy. Always great information from you. That's why we like to get you on here because you tell it like it is and uh, to the point. So. Nice job today. Put some definite yeah. nice-sized fish in the boat, and um, I know you'll be after it day in and day out here until uh, we no longer yeah. have this lower river opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Well, just so that everyone understands, um, it closes below Bonneville um, Wednesdays, the last day for right. adult retention. Um, then it goes to only one hatchery steelhead or jack. Yeah. Hatchery uh, Chinook jack. So, yeah. Um, it is what it is. You know, at least we got the opportunity, and, and it's always good for, for everybody. The small communities, the selling gas, ice, food, yes. the lure companies, you guys. I mean, everybody involved. Every yes. time we get to come out here and fish, um, it's just it's, it's, it's a win-win for everybody, uh, regardless of how many fish we catch, just as, as long as we have the opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Well, appreciate yeah. it, buddy. Chris Turvey, Columbia River Guide Service. Hey, look him up on social media, Facebook, Instagram. Book a trip with him. You're not going to be disappointed. He will get you on the fish and have a great day. Uh, stay in touch, bud. We'll, uh, we got more to talk about. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. Absolutely. Right. Have, have a good night. Have a good one. All right, thanks. All right. Bye. Well, there you go. Man, this. He's killing it. Dude. It's just, yeah, you know, fish. It, that guy is, that guy is just flat out smart. Yeah. It's kind of like you, a little bit of an engineer brain. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he designed that, that 360 flasher that Brad just putting out there, that breakaway flasher, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, doing That's good things. Awesome. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty amazing. He's, he's, <laughs> he thinks like a fish. There's no doubt about it. All right. Uh, going to jump out for a quick break. We come back. Dave, don't go anywhere. Larry Stamp going to join us here in studio. We're going to catch up with him as to what is going on with Rods and Reel and Needs. And of course, the Fish Expo coming up this Saturday. The 18th over at Thurston County Fairgrounds is going to be an event you do not want to miss. So stick around. A couple of minutes on the break. We'll be back right here in studio, Fish on Northwest. Hi, we're Joe and Megan Malico, owners of Archery World up here in Lacey. We're a full pro shop, so we have a full pro service also. We have a huge indoor range. Uh, we carry 11 bow lines, all the major bow lines, and then there's subsidiary uh, companies too, like if we carry Bowtech, we carry Diamond. If we carry Matthews, we carry Mission. When you come in, we're going to ask you, uh, you know, what kind of price point you're looking for, um, you know, what's your hope, what's your goals with this bow, and with that information in mind, we'll point you in the direction of, uh, you know, that price point bows, and then maybe give you uh, the option to test fire, maybe a higher level bow, just so you can compare, but um, it really is all about... Uh, getting what it is that's going to work for you. We don't upsell anyone. They shoot it, they like it, they don't like it, they don't get it. We don't we don't operate like that. And so if you need it and you're it puts you in the outdoors, we probably have it. So come down and see us. Hey, welcome back Fish on Northwest, Wayne England, Tommy Donlin and Larry Stamp. Back in studio, man. Good to be here. It's been a bit, year plus or so, huh? Uh, it's been a minute. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's been, been a minute. minute. Yeah, <laughs> rods and reels in need organization that you established. When did when did you get that going? Uh, 
three years ago this last March. Okay, three yeah. years ago. Okay, about yeah. the same time we got up and going, actually. Yeah. So, yeah. hey, before we jump into this, I want to um, make a mention here. Uh, Kyle Henderson's asking, can we talk about sockeye salmon and what to use? Yeah, Kyle, towards the end of the show, uh, we can fit that in on our closing here. We've got a few points of information we can throw out to you that hopefully will help you out. So uh, we'll get to that and we're gonna answer a handful more questions. You guys just keep them coming. We'll try to do the best we can. So three years, rods and reels in need. Talk a little bit about the genesis of that, what compelled you to get it going and really sure. how, how it's going three years in. It's going great, yeah. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, it, I do home inspections for a living right. and I got called to do this inspection for a lady, make sure the house was safe before she brought her brother home from the hospital. She warned me that he was a collector, oh. okay? Mm -hmm. uh, and and she, was, she was absolutely correct. The whole house was full of fishing gear. <laughs> Is that right? You know, everything, I mean, every room. <laughs> Sounds like my house. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, it, it was like Cabela's and yeah. just nuts. And uh, I had had this idea about taking donated fishing gear and get it into the hands of people who couldn't afford it. So I told her, I said, Carla, I'll, I'll buy as much as I can because this will get me started. And she called me later that night. She said, just come get it. Oh. And so I, I grabbed a buddy of mine and my full-size Chevy pickup, and we went and we got it. And, and it took quite a while to load the truck, but it filled my entire Chevy pickup. The back, wow. the bed, the, the, the back seat, everything. I'm going home. It's, I'm looking like a rabbit porcupine going mm -hmm. down the freeway. Rods everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. everywhere. Yeah. And so that is when it got real, not to be punny. Mm -hmm. And I, uh, I got a hold of my fishing buddy, Dan Crow, who's a lawyer in Yelm, and he did all the 501c3 mm. pro bono. And we were off. Mm. That, that was kind of the, the genesis of the whole thing. And, uh, and who, do you, who do you cater to? What, what is rods and reels in need? You know, mm. who, who are you looking for? Basically, I'm looking for people who can't afford gear, mm -hmm. or who are challenged financially, mm -hmm. uh, kids in particular veterans, veterans groups, elderly people, and so on. Uh, and, you know, we've kind of painted this whole thing with a broad brush. And I, I get out a lot of gear to veterans because they they have a lot of need for gear yeah. to be able to get them out. So, yeah. But that's primarily what we've been trying to do is to target those folks. And, and do they reach out? Is it like all word of mouth, or how do they... Uh, get a hold of you, or do you try to seek out certain vet veteran groups to work with, or how does that work? It, it's been mostly word of mouth with some help of uh, this show. What is it? Oh yeah, Fish Hunt Northwest. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. those guys. Yeah, yeah. those guys yeah, yeah. got us some some uh, props out there and got us going. Mm -hmm. A lot of it's been word of mouth. A lot of it's been social media, um, and and initially it's been a little bit of a challenge because particularly with the kids groups you have to develop that trust yeah mm -hmm. you know you don't you don't have a kids group that's just going to say oh yeah and not knowing that you're going to be able to to supply Deliver. the need or yeah. not right, mm -hmm. right. so mm -hmm. that that part of it's been a little bit slow to develop but we've been working a lot with uh, uh big brothers big sisters salvation army oh nice and raise them outdoors and some groups like that yeah so yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. And that's not the only thing that you're up to. So you <laughs> no. also, it's, it's, it's amazing. You also just um, created and organized the first annual Fish Expo, which is going to be over here at the Thurston County Fairgrounds yes. uh, this Saturday, right? This Saturday, 10 a.m. Tell us about that. Well, the genesis of that mm -hmm. is that I was in Clatskanie, Oregon, 
and it took me two weeks to learn how to pronounce that. Okay. Gladskini. Gladskini, Oregon. Yeah. Oregon yeah. Had a little place called Fins Tackle, which is awesome. Oh. And they have these little uh, fish expos periodically. And I got introduced to a bunch of small businesses, mom and pop mm. kind of folks. Nice. Who just make amazing tackle. Stuff that you're not going to find in the big stores, not right. in the mainstream mm-hmm. media mm-hmm. or whatever. And we had talked about, hey, let's do a let's do an expo. It'd be really nice to do something in Olympia because they can't afford the big sportsman shows. So I went into the fairgrounds with the intent of just renting one building mm-hmm. and I walked out renting the entire the complex. <laughs> the entire fairgrounds. Entire right. fairgrounds. And then you're probably thinking, boy, I better fill this place up, huh? That's yeah. pretty much it. It's yeah. Been, it's, yeah. It's been like a field of dreams. It's like when you buy that monstrous tackle box. You know when you're a kid, you're like, oh, that one's, oh my God, look at the size of that top. And you buy this huge tackle box and you go, now I need fill, more gear. I got to fill <laughs> this thing up, right? I got so one lure in it. Right? Yeah, yeah, big right. tackle box. Now you got to fill this place up. So, yeah, how'd you go about doing that? Uh, I'm not sure precisely. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's full blur. The word has gotten out. <laughs> and um, we've got now, we've got a trout pond, and Fish and Wildlife is bringing us uh, 500 fish. Nice. Uh, Pusan Anglers is setting that up. In fact, that's awesome. going to happen tomorrow. Okay. Uh, Country KO radio station is broadcasting from there. Yeah. We have uh, beer garden, food, um, all kinds of vendors. And then there's this guy, what's his name? Oh, yeah, Bill Herzog. No, that, that dude. <laughs> that guy, that guy. He hangs around my house once in a while. Yeah. I'm not sure that. if you're familiar with you, that. You or find not. him on the couch every yeah, once in a while. Yeah. Well, I got to pull him in. He's sleeping out there in the driveway. He gets wet. I'm like, here, old man, come in here and come take the couch, right? Warm up yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Well, so, he's he's going to come and talk. Yeah. That's awesome. He's talking uh, twitching for trout in rivers and lakes. Uh, we talked a little bit about it last week when he was here on the show with me again. And uh, he is giving away a six pack of hand tied trout jigs that he wow. makes and that he finds really high success with on his on his twitching uh, in his presentation. He's going to give those away to the first person that goes up to Bill Herzog and tells him who his favorite band is of all time. And if you have mm. followed that man, uh, like I have for years, you're going to know exactly who it is. You better be first through the gate and go find him, track him down. Mm-hmm. A little hint, he's probably hanging around Fish on Northwest booth if he's not up on stage giving a presentation. So <laughs> pretty easy to find him. If you find us, you'll find him. So yeah. Yeah, or he's in the beer garden. Or he's yeah, in the beer yeah. garden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right, right. Yeah. So, um, I mean, you're not in the business of organizing these large events like this, are you? Or maybe, maybe you are. I mean, I'm just curious, how is it? You, you probably had that like, oh crap moment. Like I just rented the entire, you know, fairgrounds <laughs> yeah. and I've got to fill this thing. Now what am I gonna do? How, how has it been organizing everything? I wish there'd only been one oh crap moment. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's been multiple. I've, I've sure. been like a chipmunk trying to cross the freeway at rush hour. <laughs> <laughs> um, a little frogger action. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. 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 How has it been? Um, it, it, nerve-wracking. Yeah. It's absolutely nerve-wracking. Right. But some absolutely amazing, phenomenal people who've helping helping me out. I mean, I, I'm more of a facilitator with this whole mm. thing, and I've just got good people who are as committed to this as I am. Yeah. Awesome. And, and that's been great. Because this is, I mean, it's my first rodeo. Sure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I already did this a couple of times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did it again a while ago because I rented for two days next year. Right. Yeah, so. you're already <laughs> jumping ahead already, right? I like already it. In. I like so. it. What, uh, about how many vendors, small businesses, folks you got setting up, booths and whatnot? I think we're just shy of 50. Okay. Awesome. Just shy of 50. How many people are you anticipating, you think? Two to 4,000. Yeah? 
What would you be happy with? 2,000? Oh, I'd be delighted with 2,000. Yeah. yeah. I think you'll get it. Yeah. Weather's going to be decent, um, you know. And it's it's nice that it's in this part of Puget Sound down here in Thurston mm-hmm. County region. There's a lot of outdoors folks out here in this particular area. You're going to draw folks in from Roy and, you know, all, all over the place. All and over. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, it's uh, quite a few are responding to it. We're putting it out there on social media, getting good response. Lots of people taking it, sharing it, saying, hey, let's go do this. Um, I think you're going to be surprised. I think I think the turnout's going to yeah. be fantastic. So, um, kind of uh, explain what else is going to go on. You got seminars of a handful of different people, don't you? Yeah, uh, Anglers Unlimited is going to come and talk uh, about salmon fishing in Puget Sound, mm-hmm. up, up area ten, I think it is. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're also going to talk about couples fishing. Oh, oh, that'll be what, interesting. What, yeah, you know what, husband and wife, boyfriend, girlfriend can do to have a good experience. Yeah. You and I should probably go to that. We should thinking. go to that. At this point, at this point in our relationship, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we should probably. We could use a little counseling. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, Tom Seward from, uh, and I, I always fumble over this name, Pacific Marine Management, is going to talk about the problem with sea lion predation. Oh, nice. Yeah, that would be a good one. And what they are doing to try to manage that. Yeah. Because uh, that's a that's a huge problem. The guy is extraordinarily knowledgeable right. about what's mm-hmm. going on with that. So that's going to be really really exciting. And, and then Bill is going to be talking on three different slots. Oh yeah. So I kind of gave him an all a cart and a, and a, a bill unchained. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, you know, folks will show up if they miss him the first time and are yeah. around there for a yeah. couple hours in the afternoon. They can catch him. And you know, he's great. He'll just let people ask him questions. I mean, that man will stand Ooh. there and talk fishing all day long. Hours yeah. and hours yeah. and hours. Yeah. 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 Well. We are happy that you're putting this together. I mean, uh, yeah. Fish on Northwest will be there. We'll have a booth set up with uh, tons of our swag and clothing items and things to sell. And uh, just stand around and talk fishing. And, uh, you know, a lot of people showing up hunting and fishing and just enjoy the outdoors. We'll be there. And um, name a few of the vendors that are there in addition to, you know, us, Fish on Northwest, promoting uh, our show and promoting it is what we got going sure. on. What are, what are other guys got going well, on? Angus West yep. is going to be there. Uh, Brown Dog Fishing. Brown dog fishing. Brown dog fishing. Okay. Father son fishing. Oh yeah. Shadow of death jigs. Oh. Um, gosh, now I'm going brain dead. There, there's a bunch of nonprofits there as well. Yeah. That I really wanted to expose people to that that help out veterans and kids and, mm-hmm. and that sort of mm-hmm. thing. Um, Hypervis is going to be. Oh there. yeah. And I, I mean, if you folks out there haven't heard of Hypervis. I'll stop on by the booth Where and figure been? out what it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. that's amazing stuff. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. Okay. Well, it sounds uh, pretty well-rounded first annual, and I know there's going to be more, especially, I mean, you've already uh, uh, got it slated for two days. Signed on the dotted line. Next year. Yeah. You know, this is how it starts. The next thing you know, you are Thurston County Sportsman Show, five days. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And, Doing the full uh, meal deal. Yeah, yeah, people coming from yeah. all over. So, well, congrats on it, man. It's, uh, it's shaping up. It's taking off. And we're going to be there and uh, looking forward to it, inviting everybody to come on out. Spend an afternoon there at uh, Thurston County Fairgrounds. Gates open at 10. At 10. Open 10 to 6. Beer garden. I mean, if nothing else, Tommy. Seriously. Yeah. Right? Tequila garden? <laughs> Not yet. Next year. All okay. Right. All right. Wine garden? Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. cheap. It's it's five bucks to get in, and if you're a kid under twelve, it's free. Oh, that's perfect. awesome! Five dollar admission. Kids under twelve are Can't free. Bring the kids out. Trout pond on hand. The whole thing's gonna be a good day. So, 
Appreciate you uh, coming here tonight and uh, letting Appreciate us know all about it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All righty. Uh, Larry, don't go anywhere. We got uh, more to get through here. We're going to jump out for a break. When we come back, our good buddy, Tommy, Mark Uasa with mm -hmm. WDFW is going to give us a regional roundup. And yes, we're relying on him because there's so much going on. Tommy and I can't keep it all straight. Two minutes and we're back right here, Fish and Northwest. Sportco, an outdoor emporium, is the largest local outfitter in the Northwest since 1975 providing thousands of people affordable outdoor gear. Make your next outdoor adventure more affordable by shopping at our warehouse style pricing. We are a local Scotty dealer offering sales, service, and repair. Located in Fife and Seattle, come visit us today. The outdoors await you. It's easier than ever to browse homes and connect with an agent on the go with Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate's mobile app. With the app, your home search is synced across all of your devices, so you can pick up your home search anytime, anywhere. Take full advantage of an enriched, mobile-optimized map search experience. Use location services to quickly find homes near you that match your search criteria. Draw your own map boundaries to find homes in a specific area, and apply layers to view school districts, neighborhoods, zip codes, and more. The app's user-friendly design makes it easier than ever to find a home you'll love. Narrow down your search results, save your search criteria, and save your favorite homes. You can browse your saved homes in a list view that puts photos and key details, like price and square footage, right at your fingertips. Or check out your saved homes displayed on the map. All right, welcome back here in studio to Winning England, Tommy Dolan. Yes, Larry Stamp, still hanging around. Just uh, might have a few things to say, Tommy, so mm -hmm. we're going to keep him Absolutely. on point here, right? So, hey, welcoming uh, Mark Ewas, Communications Manager for Public Affairs with WDFW, uh, with our regional roundup. Again, so much going on, Tommy. No better person to put on point here than Mark Ewas. I agree with that. Yeah. Wholeheartedly. Yeah. Well, welcome back to the show, Mark. How are you doing? Doing good, guys. Doing good. Thank you. Hey, we had a June opener 16th today, so Area 10 Resident Coho opened up. Did you get any reports in, hearing from anybody? How'd it go? Yeah, well, you know, it was it was kind of slow, surprisingly. But Interesting. Surprisingly, but not surprisingly. How Let's put it that way. Um, you know, people know that we had these big, massive low tides this week, and and from what I heard from some of the charter guys, too, is that the water's a little dirty out there already. So... You know, kind of threw things off, you know, I, but the good news is, you know, the fish are there is what I'm hearing. You know, they aren't very big. They're about, you know, I've been hearing two to three pounds, although I know one charter guy got one and he said that was like 22 inches they measured. So, oh, okay. you know, they're, they're there, they're saying they're marking them. So that's good news. And, you know, this fishery sometimes it, it creeps like this, right? And then all of a sudden it's like a light switch and it just turns on. Right. So, right. you know, it, you know, it, they're there. That's the good news and it'll happen. Now tell us about that. That's, so that's just one of the many opportunities we're going to discuss. Mark, tell us about what's this about a 72 hour opener in, in area 11. What's that? <laughs> that was interesting. What is that? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you kind of look at that quota number, right? And then you yeah. multiply that by the number of guys out there. And, you know, I, I was out there and looking around and, you know, there was, there was a lot of boats just off the clay banks alone and, mm. and with the fish, almost a fish per rod average, you know, if you got 200 guys out there, that's, you're knocking off 200 fish out of a small quota right sure. away. So, but the good news, right? I mean, we know the fish are there. 
I mean, the opportunities to, you know, drive your boat another 15 minutes south into Area 13, south of the Tacoma Narrows, where, God, I mean, I, I was down there once this year already, and, man, it was so nice. There's no dogfish. Guys are catching them around me, trolling. We were jigging. We were mooching. We were getting them on both gears. So, you know, and, and there's some quality fish down there, which mm. is surprisingly you know, we got one that was probably 12, 13 pounds. Oh, nice. And mm. the limit's the limits too, right? So, you know, on Hatchery Chinook. Yeah. So, you know, the opportunities are around, you know, right. you know, given the fact that the 11 thing didn't last very long. Yeah, it sure did. And I think, I think the Uasa family was probably, uh, probably the <laughs> culprit of, I don't know, <laughs> impacting half of the quota. Yeah, right. I think right. they're I out there that. with their jigging and their mooching <laughs> and freaking just, you know, killed it, right? So, I hey. saw one of them with a meat liner. Too. Oh, yeah, one of them was a meat liner, too. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. There's, uh, there's plenty of boats out there with uh, UASAs floating around. So, hey, Mark, we got uh, Nia Bay, La Push, Iwaco, Westport. All those ocean fisheries are going to take off here uh, in short order, starting with the 18th. So, What's it looking like for our ocean opportunities coming up starting here in the 18th and into July with that Westport opener? Well, God, you got to be psyched, you know, just hearing what was happening up earlier in Southeast Alaska in May and, you know, the, the non-treaty commercial troll fisheries that have been happening already that started up in May. I mean, you know, and with a 1.2 million coho forecast, you know, coupled with about a half a million almost of Chinook. Boy, you're you're gonna you're gonna see some fish out there, and if they're already there, like we're seeing in the inner waters, I mean, yeah, it, it could be a dandy opener. I mean, you know, Tommy, just like I do, that North Coast up right near Van Lepushman, it opens Saturday. Oh, man. Man. Oh, I'm I'm already salvating. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Mark, I've already gotten I've already gotten pictures from some of the commercial trawlers that have been out there, and they have been hammering some large model large model schnook. Yeah, it's it's been phenomenal. Early. Already. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. All of that too is coupled by we've we've had some good ocean conditions here, right. you know, and I think yeah. we're finally reaping the benefits from from these better ocean conditions and getting those mid, you know, the 2015 debacle behind us. So, you know, it, it, hopefully this this stays the path for a while here, and we we continue to see these improvements on these fish runs. Right. So. All right. Yeah. yeah. And then, I, gu- I guess that's me. Yeah, I was just waiting on Tommy. <laughs> sorry, sorry, my head was just like, He's just oh, kind of drifting off into the ocean, yeah. running into the sharks in. Was like, water there for like you got me off in La La Land, Mark. Sorry about that. <laughs> you were speaking um, of that shallow water at Nia Bay. Yes. That, yeah, that too, yeah. that too, that too. That was epic last year. There's no reason it's um, not going to be as good this year. The, we also have another cool, really local opportunity that I know a lot of guys love to go out and grind, and that's the Tulela Bubble. Tell us about that. You know, it it started off, you know, fairly good. Um, it now it's kind of in this pattern of fish here and there, and and obviously morning bites being probably your better bet. But I mean, you know, God, you know, like you know, like we're saying, you know, we're seeing these fish present everywhere, and right from when these fisheries are opening. So you know, those are those are opportunities that people shouldn't overlook. I mean, you want a king, you know. I'd say go to Tulalip, hit that morning bite. Sure. I mean, there's, there's, there's no other good place to be. And, and there's been some quality fish. I saw one on social media, this girl, young girl holding up a fish that looked like it was pushing 20. That's so, awesome. God, man, you get something like that into the sound, man, you're happy. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. So uh, we briefly kind of touched on there, Mark. You mentioned like Area 13. You know, I'm hearing mixed reports. Folks are trying to figure out why that fishery is a little bit on the uptick. Now, I think we're seeing a little more bait out in certain parts of that, uh, for one thing. But, you know, are some of these returning fish or fish that have been hanging out from uh, net pen releases to support the ORCA program? Are some of these just, uh, you know, better better earlier returning fish on this uh, fall fishery that's coming? What, what are your thoughts going yeah. into this Area 13 opportunity? To be honest with you, I think it's a nice mix of these of some immature fish that are still sitting around here fattening up. I mean, we stopped right before the Narrows Bridge just to kind of survey the fish screen, and I look down in the water, and there's candlefish just mm. everywhere. And I've been hearing down south, there's the anchovies, and, and where we were, we were jigging up fresh herring for, for mooching. You know, and this is off Gibson, and and so you know you're seeing this mix of abundance of, of bait fish down there. You know these these resident chinook that are hanging out mixed in with some of these early kings. You know they're just sitting here. Why why go anywhere else? And you got food in front of your face, right? Yeah, that's, so, that's what Tommy it, does. It's just yeah. one of those things. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those things, right? I, hey, uh-huh. yeah, <laughs> he's gonna get it table. after the show. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This, yeah, yeah. He forgets uh, that I'm bigger than he you is. You try to get Tommy out of the house and get him out here in the studio to do the show when there's still food on the table. It's like, come on, Donlin. We got to move to the next part here. Yeah, so, yeah, I think you're spot on about that. I, I think there has been a significant uh, increase in, in health and in, in the environment there. And, um, yeah, a lot more forage fish and opportunity of bait just surviving and being in that Area 13. It was a ghost town. It was barren for a number of years. And yeah, uh, there'd be exactly. no, yeah, no fish around to, to, to go along with that. So. I got I got to ask you, Mark, on that. You know, under the Narrows there, there is that, like, famous jig fishery, right? That stretch where people drift through there and jig. And, you yep. know, you're, you talked about the sand lance that you're seeing there. Um, what's your what's your go-to jig for that area? What do you what do you like? You know, you'd be surprised. I'm an OC kind of guy. I just stick with a Point Wilson dart, a, mm-hmm. a glow white, and that's just been my go-to. You mm-hmm. know, I'll switch it out with... You know the 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 P line or, or some other things too, but you know I always tend to just kind of stick with what I, I I do best with year in and year out, and it seems like that. And you know, and I know a lot of guys have been you know switching. There's just so many different brands on the market now, right? right? There but, is. But but you know the tried and true always seems to work for me. So hey, if, if that if that does the job, I'm I'm not changing. <laughs> I, I, I can't. Yeah, I, I can't disagree. Now now probably the more important question though is jigging action, long sweep, mm-hmm. you know, short sweep. Like mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about what is the the secret. Uasa jigging action. <laughs> yes. I want to know. It's I a family know. secret, right? It's handed down generation to generation. Yes. <laughs> I call it the herky jerky, you know. The herky jerky. Right. Yeah, you heard it you heard it first from me. I, <laughs> I like to first. get my tip <laughs> I like uh. to get my tip right down to the water and it is kind of about five quick quick pulses right up to about the gunwale, you know, that high. And then just let it slowly just give it about a ten foot little drop back down to the bottom and keep doing that. And those things they hit like a freight train. Right. You know, but you know, I there's there's so many I've seen other guys out there doing the bigger sweeping motions or, or you know, the more higher ups and mm-hmm. slowly, gradually letting it flutter back down. But for me, I just like that little quick flutter. I don't know. Yeah. It just seems to work, you know. Nice. I like it. I like it. And if it works, 
don't don't switch, right? Right, just exactly. Like, just like the jig I'm using. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> hey, let's uh, let's slide on in here to July now, Mark. We got some great opportunity coming up in July. A number of fisheries going to open up on various days and whatnot. So Central Peter Sound Marine Area Ten, we got that Chinook opener. What is it, the fourteenth? Yep, it switches over to Hatchery Chinook on July fourteenth, yeah. and. I think that same day you come in line also with um, some of the other fisheries, like Marine Area 9 has that three-day fishery on the 14th and the 16th, oh, yeah. as well as the 21st and the 23rd. <clears throat> and then, you know, they're going to reassess it and, and see where it goes from there. And, they, and if there's enough left in the bank, they're going to reopen it on the 28th, from what I hear. So, huh. you know, fingers crossed. You know, the quota is about, it is identical to what it was last year. Mm-hmm. You know, a little bit down from 2020, you know, a couple of thousand, less than a couple thousand, but you know, here again, you know, if you saw what you saw last year, you know, and with it not being open every day, hopefully, you know, this equates to a little more on that back end in August. And I know, I know those guys up in Fort Townsend don't want to hear that because, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I know that place is lights out when it first opens and it just stays that way for a while. But boy, if you get some of those fish down here in area nine, down to possession at no point come early August. And if that stays open, that's, that's sweet money, you yeah. know, and for a lot of the guys down here. So right. we'll see what happens. Right. Yeah. Tell us about area seven too. I thought for a second there, we were going to have uh, anglers storming the north of Falcon process when they heard there wasn't going to be a season. <laughs> no but we, opportunity. But yeah. we, do, well, we do have opportunity. <laughs> yeah, there. We do. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think yeah, is going to happen there? Well, you know, I mean, we all know what happened last year. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the quota is just a smidge up from that. You know, it's, it's, I think it's kind of the same tune. It's the 14th and the 16th of July. Um, you know, more days can be added kind of thing if the in-season update shows it's possible. But um, I think for those folks, too, is what they really want is, too, is that later August, you know, August 16th coho fishery up there. And so hopefully, you know, fingers crossed that, you know, we can see that for those guys. Cause they, they're hungry up there and they need those fisheries just like everybody else. Yes, they do. So um, let's, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Uh, area six, uh, can't overlook area six. We've got some great opportunity going on there uh, around, the, around the Straits and, of course, Port Angeles area. What do you, what do you know there? Yeah, you know, that, that's been known, you know, especially that eastern strait. There is that closure part, but, you know, going west away from Ed, uh, from Port Angeles towards Freshwater Bay, which is open for hatchery king, when that opens on July 1st, I mean, boy, that's that's some, that's some a place that people tend not to really fish. And, and I remember, you know, one of the retired uh, fish and wildlife biologists up there, Larry Bennett, who lives up there, man, he'd always tell me some stories about early July just being, you know, time to be there kind of thing you know everyone mm-hmm. everyone seems to set their sights on cq or nia bay and just you know they just stream right past pa and, and so you know that might be something worth looking at you know and although you know area five does open that same day too so mm-hmm. you know we'll, we'll kind of see what happens we'll see how it plays out but boy you know lots of lots of things happening that's for sure yeah. Well, if CQ is good like it was last year, I don't oh, see why, gosh. you know, Freshwater Bay, Port Angeles wouldn't mm-hmm. be good. It, you know, it should be lights out. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so next question, Hood Canal, Northern Hood Canal. Um, what is the outlook there? You know, that's another one, right? That's another July 1st opener. Um, and it doesn't get much attention like it should. 
And so, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, you've got a more, you know, a, a bigger bag limit. you got four salmon, yeah, you know, daily fish. limit there. Hmm. And, it's, and it's similar to Area 13. The minimum size limit there is 20 inches. Yeah. Wow. So, you put, have you, you put know, much time in there, Mark, over the years? Have you, do you, you know, fish up canal much? No, it's one of those places, right? I mean, I... I wish I had enough time to go right, everywhere, but right. you know, just I I gotta pick and choose, yeah. man. And and I, I think that's just the cool thing is people just need to you know be mobile, think about all these opportunities that are spread out everywhere, and and, and just yeah, you gotta pick and choose. But yeah, that's one of those places. You know, the locals the locals are quietly finding fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> market market also helps if you're retired. Oh, there is that. Start taking advantage of some of this stuff. Yeah. 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 Well, I'll let you know how it goes once I find time. Yeah. Uh, Hey, you know, we we talked about those those, uh, few days we get here in Area 9 and and little hole shots here in 7 in July, but really the meat and potatoes are the thing for 7 and 9 or or, uh, August. You know what? Prior to uh, those early discussions in North of Falcon, we thought... Seven and nine were completely off the table for July, as Tommy had kind of alluded to. Um, we got those we got those periodic dates, and, and it kind of moves around. But we get into August, you know. Hopefully, there's uh, enough fish coming, and um, that's going to be some great opportunity, don't you think? Yeah, fingers crossed, it is. Right. Hey, and one thing I forgot to mention to you guys, and we got to back up a little bit because I don't know if a lot of people even saw this, but there was a change to the South Central um, Sound Area 11 fishery when it reopens on July 1. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, it, it, it tends to slow down from that red hot period we saw when it, it shut down so early, but they are going to start it off on a Wednesday to Saturday schedule. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yes. And so people need to just kind of be ready for that, you know, and, you know, but I think the good news is, is if, as we get closer into August and if, if that fishery and the quota looks comfortable enough, you know, you never know. The agency might be willing to reopen it, mm-hmm. you know, back to daily. But, you know, I think it's better to kind of start off conservative and we'll, we'll see how that all plays out. Yeah. Yeah. Good reminder. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. But you know what yeah. I'm really excited about, Mark? Puget Sound, Puget Sound, Dungeness Crab. Okay. <laughs> yes, I can, you are. Yeah, I cannot wait to get some fresh Yes, you are. And so I was wondering, um, I know the tribes have been out in Area 8182. I don't recall them being out this time last year and prior years. Is that a normal schedule for them, or did they beat us to the punch you know, this year? Yeah. I. You know, I've heard in the past, though, they've been out there, but I don't know. I haven't really been following their schedule this year to kind of see what's been happening. But yeah, I've been hearing through the pipeline too that people have been saying that they've been out there. Um, but yeah, there again, I'm not quite sure on the schedule itself, so I couldn't speak for mm-hmm. them and their behalf of what they're doing. Yeah, but boy, you know, when it opens here on July 1st, you know, some of the areas, I think I should be looking at that very closely. So the abundances look like they're, you know, they're not super great like they had been back mm-hmm. in, you know, the middle of the, you know, the 2015 eras or beyond, you know, earlier than that, but. You know, it, I think there's still a good number and a good opportunity for folks to find some, you know, good spots out there to find some nice crab this year. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just thankful and happy we got an area ten and an area eleven opener out of it too. That's yeah. exciting. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Although you got to yep, pay attention to which days of the week, but yeah, we got opportunity, yeah. right? So, for sure. yeah. Yep. 
Well, uh, anything else you want to throw in on the heap of uh, info you've laid out before us this evening, Mark? Or? <laughs> well, I hate to blow everyone's bubble on, on what I'm doing, but man, I'm, I'm kind of excited about the Upper Columbia this year. Yeah. And, you know, we've got a little better sockeye rank. Right. Um, you know, the king run is pretty identical to last year. And, and mm-hmm. man, to, to see those fish come up and to see the cut on those fish mm. from, from all that migration miles they've been coming up. Right. And, and the fish... Chelan Falls on the opener. That's where I'm going to be. So, that where you're at? Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that fishery as well. So, you nice. know, there's some good freshwater opportunities as well for folks. So, Absolutely. Yeah, awesome. Just, too much, too much to do. Not enough time is, is my mantra. Yeah, yeah, yeah same yeah. here. <laughs> Frozen with indecision, as Herzog would always say, right? Yes. So exactly. I mean, we're going to be looking forward to the the announcement of what that actual date for the Baker Lake Sockeye opener will be. The Skagit opened up for Sockeye today. Yep. We have, as you mentioned, that Upper Columbia River Chinook opportunity, and you know, plenty of Sockeye to be had up there. And I think those fish are just gonna gonna keep coming. You know, and I think those uh, that late fall fisher on that Upper East Side. Columbia River is going to be really good for Chinook, as you mentioned. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah makes two of us. Uh, hey, always a pleasure, Mark. Uh, Mark Uwas, Communications Manager for Public Affairs, WDFW, and the Regional Roundup. Always appreciate your time, sir, and uh, we'll stay in touch. Sounds good, guys. Have a good week. Yeah, Thank thanks, you. Mark. Right, you too. Talk to you soon. All right, bye. All right. Are I'm going to do the herky-jerky next time I'm out. You're going to do the herky-jerky? Do the herky-jerky. Do you also herky-jerky? Yep, do you also herky-jerky. We're going to yeah. get that on video. Yeah. yeah. Yes, we will. Yeah. I think, uh, anyway. All right. Uh, <laughs> some things are better left unsaid. Uh, we're going to jump out for a quick break. And we come back and close out the show. Tommy we got a few uh, points of information to discuss. We've got some folks asking a few questions about sockeye. Happy to throw out a few uh, points of information in that regard. Talk a little bit about kokanee. Mm-hmm. People are actually kind of asking about this whole smoke kokanee deal. Well, oh, yeah, they saw how many fish you put up and yeah. the beautiful red fillets, yeah, and they want to yeah. know. Uh, they want to know. So yeah, hey. I want to know, too. How do they taste? Yeah. I've well, never had one. Oh, really? Yeah, never had one. Really? you have to help okay. jog my memory. I'll go grab some of those at the break. we got a couple minutes. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back right here to close out the show, Fish on Northwest. New days. New beginnings. New friends. New loves. New dreams. New goals. New scenery. New job. No matter what the next chapter holds, Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate will be there to help you find the new that's right for your lifestyle at any stage of your life. Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate. Expect better. Hey, welcome back in studio here. Dwayne England, Tommy Dolan, and Larry Stamp closing out the show. Uh, there, Tommy, you're uh, feasting once yeah. again on... These are awesome. Huh? Okay. A little bit of uh, smoked kokanee. Larry? Yeah. Spectacular. Uh, you like that? Oh, yeah. yeah. We need to... I'm going to stick around. I want to live here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I don't know what it is. Everybody wants to live here. When are we going fishing? <laughs> How about after the show? Uh, you know, hey, Tommy, kokanee are much smaller fish. I mean, it's nice to get that big slab of salmon and just fillet it out, get all the bones out. Whether you pull your pin bones, whether you just leave them in, whether you uh, carve them out like I like to do, uh, it's a little more of a daunting task on these smaller fish, mm-hmm. right? But you just kind of set yourself up to be able to just kind of just get on through. You know, I just fillet them off the bone, then I bring them in to the house on a nice hard flat surface, and I make sure I get those rib bones off, not trying to take too much of that belly meat out because right. that's where all the fat and oil right. is. And then I do strip cut those pin bones directly out of these small fish because, you know, there's not a lot of meat there to enjoy, and I don't want to sit there and pick and choose and spit bones out of my mouth and just right. kind of have to deal with all that. And I just feel like 
the end product, I mean, you put in a little extra time on the front side, the end product is where it's at. And when you give it to persons and they can palate that and enjoy the flavor, not have to worry about spitting out bones and whatnot, and or when Xing makes her dip. Right. And you don't stir all them bones in there and stuff. So it's funny, I put that post up, showed those uh, fillets that they were drying after the brining process, ready to go into the smoker. Uh, and you know, the nice thing about these kokanee is they take like four hours. They're quick. Four hours yeah. to smoke at 120 degrees, and I crank it up for the last half hour about to 160 to make sure you kill all the bacteria and whatnot, mm -hmm. and then you're good to go. I mean, it takes no time. The the lion's share of the time is all the prep work prior up too, right? The yeah. smoking is nothing. But um, now, now, is this, did you put, this is on the Fish Hunt Northwest page? This recipe, uh, or is it I, in a video? So it's in a video. I can go ahead and post okay. up the recipe and the process. Um, other folks were also asking how you get the bones out of these small fish like that. So I think when mm -hmm. we come back after our break, we're going to take here for a couple of weeks. I'll bring in some fresh kokanee. We'll show how to fillet those out, how to awesome. get those pin bones out of there, and then how to go through the dry brine process. These things have so much oil in them. I mean, they are, they're literally sockeye, right? They're landlocked yeah. sockeye. So they're going to be full of natural oils and whatnot. Much more oily of a fish than you're going to get. I mean, smoking a winter on steelhead, you're not going to have mm -hmm. the oil coming off of there like no. that. Now, summer no. run you will because they're full of fats and oils, much like a spring chinook. But these little critters, I mean, you smoke them up, you get a couple of those to eat. That's like oh, yeah. a fantastic snack, right? Yeah. And they make phenomenal uh, dip out of that. So um, it's a bit of a process. But, uh, yeah, we will uh, we'll walk through that. We'll show how to get those bones out of there. And folks seem to be interested in that. And, um yeah, a couple folks asking for post-smoking pics, so I guess i got to lay a handful of them out on the table and take a picture of <laughs> smoked fish and put that out there. So, um, But, you know, it's a pretty simple recipe. I, I've stuck with this for years. It doesn't matter what type of fish I'm smoking. It's going to be the same. It's a 5 to 1 sugar to salt ratio. It's 5 cups of brown sugar, but then I break my salt up. It's a half cup of non-iodized sea salt and a half cup of garlic salt. Oh. So my salt, because okay. it would turn out too salty when I'd do a cup of salt, and then I'd add a, a half cup of garlic salt. It's like you're just adding more salt, yeah, right? Okay. So I stick with a five to one, five cups of brown sugar, one cup of salt, half and a half of, you know, non-iodized sea salt and garlic salt. And then a couple other things is a coarse ground pepper, mm -hmm. about a half cup yeah, of that. Yeah, that's perfect, yeah. And then a, uh, believe it or not, so you get kind of that tangy sweetness to it. Yeah, uh, what is that? That's that dried onion. Okay. You put that dried right. onion in there, rehydrates through the curing process, and uh, that dried onion, I've done it without the dried onion, uh, the flavor change is amazing. Hmm. You notice the difference in that, right? right so on. put that dried onion in there, toss it around. I let these little guys, they'll sit in that dry brine, draw on that, that fluid out. You know, I put it in gallon Ziploc baggies, and it draws all that liquid sure. out, and, um, you know, 15 hours for these small fish. I mean, mm -hmm. it doesn't really take long, 15 hours a good rinse on them, and then lay them out. I put them on the puppy pee pads just in the, the, the room there and just mm -hmm. let the air dry on them. And uh, it can be, you know, it's 60 degrees in here, so a good 24 hours. You don't want to over dry them. You want them just to be tacky, tacky. to touch. Yep. Okay. And then uh, literally, yeah, four hours. <laughs> four hours to uh, smoke them. And then, That's great. Uh, I will like to let them sit in the fridge at least for a full day because then the flavor really comes out of it after yeah. they've chilled. So... That's kind and of the process. Four, four hours at 120 and then 160? Well, let's see, yeah, it's, yeah, four hours. And I gauge that on, you know, I'll pull them out and take a look at them. Okay. Uh, if they're not quite done and I feel like I can get there in a half an hour, it's all based on texture and when you, when you touch the fish, mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. me, how it feels. You don't want to overdry it. You don't want it to be too 
undercooked, so it's more like, um, you know, just kind of a kippered, yeah. right? Kippered smoke is like almost a really raw fish, but sure. uh, we want it to be a little bit more smoke, a little more, a um, little more spongy on the, on yeah, the touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, this is perfect. Yeah, so, you know, and then you think you get it down and then you throw something in there that's a lot thicker, like Chinook. Uh-huh. And then, you know, the, the, the length of smoke time is, it's much longer. And yeah, at what point do I crank the heat up again? And just, it's trial and error, man. It's trial and error. So, um, but yeah, enjoy doing that. Enjoy sharing it. Um, definitely, uh, worth the time and effort. I think, even oh, I though agree. there's a bunch of small fish, but the end product is really mm-hmm. where the result is great. And you know, the fact that it's coming out of the backyard, Right. I mean, seriously. Yeah. It's, you know. Brag about that one, don't you? Yeah, brag about that. Yeah, I'm not worried about <laughs> gas prices. <laughs> Except when I got to tell the boat to go fill it up, right? Right, right. So, uh, hey, I want to remind everybody, the Fish Expo is this Saturday, the 18th. The gates open at 10. We are there from 10 to 6. Our booth will be set up uh, selling our swag. Come on by and say hi. Uh, track Larry down. He'll be walking around uh, managing the entire event, and there's a lot to do and see. Would love to see you folks come on out and uh, give it some support any final words on that larry no just come and uh, if you got rods you want to donate i'll have a oh there you go there. And, perfect and also if you've uh, got a child or someone that that is a uh, little bit financially you know having trouble yeah gear yeah them, and I, i've got stuff yeah, i've the trailer there oh so. for, yeah fantastic yeah. so there there you go uh, another uh, excellent reason to uh, show up a uh, couple questions on sockeye tommy before we get out of here so yeah let's get into that well, the Skagit opened today, and, you know, so you're fishing river, right? And it's not like you're casting and drift fishing and trying to catch a steelhead or a coho or whatever. You know, these things are near uh, shoreline runners. The water is up. Skagit is, mm-hmm. is raging pretty good right now, though rivers are dropping. Uh, if you looked at some of our river forecasts and the direction they're heading, they are on a nice downward spiral right now. But these, these um, uh, historically, these sockeye like to run close to shore. If you can just toss it out there and plunk it, let it swing on in about a 45 degree and anchor down there below you. Um, a spin and glow and a sand shrimp, coon shrimp if you got them, good coon shrimp, but they definitely go after the shrimp. Sand shrimp in the river seem to work really well. I, I reserve my coon shrimp mostly for lake fisheries because once they get up into the lakes, you know, Baker Lake, uh, Brewster Pool up on the, up on the east side. Uh, the Columbia is no different. If you get that opener on any stretch of the Columbia, uh, plunking seems to get it done. Um, you know, guys get them in boats too, trolling for salmon. You'll pick up a, a periodic uh, sockeye from time to mm-hmm. time. Now, you're still brining that sand shrimp. No, no. No, just straight. No. And, you know, uh, there was kind of, I don't want to say a moratorium, but it was hard to find Santrum for a while because there was some really? conflicting battles going on behind the scenes on as far as who was licensed to be able to harvest Santrum, co-managers, and then, you know, private hmm. industry. So some of our bait suppliers were having a hard time. Uh, for a while, they weren't able to go harvest because they had to get this stuff all worked out. Sounds like some of uh, the bait suppliers have their licenses back. You're going to see more sand shrimp mm-hmm. back in the store, which is a good thing, especially as we get into our fall fisheries and want to utilize those sand shrimp for fall chinook. But also for those that want to use sand shrimp for your sockeye fisheries, yeah. you should be able to go to your retail stores now and tackle stores and find it. Uh, well, they're all, they're all over the place up in Port Susan. I mean, if people want to go um, you know, suck up their own. Oh, do go dig your own. Oh, that yeah, is yeah. the other option for those that do... Uh, 
do you want to go get your own sand shrimp? You can certainly do that. There's a number of beaches around here in Area 13, too, you can go get them. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, near shore, uh, again, plunking and spinning glows, um, you know, pink works really well. Uh, maybe in some of your rivers, if the turbidity is a little high, you may go with a chartreuse pink combination, something like that, bright, vibrant, kind of mm -hmm. get their attention. Mm -hmm. um, if you have water that is somewhat dirty, whatnot, with the higher conditions, sunny days can tend to be your friend because that light penetrates into that water a little better. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't put them off because, you know, the water's so cloudy anyway, it's just adding a little more light. So, um, but in these lake fisheries, you know, it just basically comes down to kokanee rods, eight inch dodgers, um, and uh, uh, basically kokanee gear on steroids. Mm -hmm. Not all that much bigger. If I'm using a size one hook and a .08 small blade on some type of flash rig that I tie up with a dual hook, I'm gonna go to a one-aught um, a one-aught dropper type style hook, uh, a double, a dual hook rig. I'm going to use a 1.0 max mile blade, either in glow or UV. But the uh, the pink, <clears throat> the pink uh, seems to get it done time and time again. So I stick with that. But uh, it really is uh, very similar to fishing uh, fishing kokanee, and so very slow on your troll speed, <laughs> 0.08. <coughs> excuse me 0.08 or one at the most mm -hmm. um, you uh, you add benefit to your troll on these slow troll fisheries by adding more flash to your downrigger ball so it doesn't even hurt to put extra flashers in uh, in in uh, series off your downrigger ball and just have those hanging back there flashing making more commotion mm -hmm. the sockeye get drawn to commotion and flash yep and so you put that on your downrigger ball, create more uh, commotion and flash, draw them in, and uh, depending on how deep you're fishing is how I gauge my setback on that. But um, okay. pretty straightforward. Cool. It's just it's just you know kokanee on steroids basically. So yeah. if you need a good coon shrimp recipe, by all means, please look up <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, the number one coon shrimp recipe in the. Yes, uh, side O, Danielson Dodger, there you go. Um, or the Max, of course, we'll get it done all day long. Um, yeah, uh, Coon Shrimp, go ahead and look up our recipe here at Fish on Northwest. Track me over at Potskies, just Google my name, Dwayne England Potskies Coon Shrimp Recipe. It's gonna come up either in a ready to read blog form or a how-to video, a couple of them out there and get those cured up and get them ready to go get yourself some sockeye. So, uh, that's gonna about do it for us. Yeah, all right. We have a couple weeks off. Yes, we do. We have a couple we weeks off. We are uh, on the road traveling uh, to a few different places back and forth here. Uh, unfortunately, we were not be around on the Thursdays of when the show needs to air. So, uh, But hang in there. I assure you, when we come back, July 7th, Tommy, will be our next show. A little change of format, a little change of presentation and how we're doing the show all for very good reason as we move forward we'll unveil that as we uh, get there in july you're going to see a bit of a change in in uh, fish on northwest and how we're presenting our show and uh, we're excited about that mister we got it's gonna be awesome <laughs> it's gonna be very fast paced great stuff going yeah. on we are going to double down and double d and uh yeah we are going to uh make it happen and you guys are going to be excited to see where this is going so uh hey appreciate everybody tuning in thank you ron and uh thank uh athletics angling all you guys tuning in tonight appreciate the comments and the questions you have additional comments or questions please Always hit us up on our Facebook Messenger and or you can message us even over there at YouTube. Hit us up on our email at www.fishonnw.com. Um, all of it. We uh, try to gauge all of it and uh, respond to everybody that, that uh, 
presents us with questions or complex issues. Mm -hmm. That's what we're here. We love those. Yeah, absolutely. Larry, thank you again absolutely. for coming in. Looking forward to Saturday. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic, and uh, looking forward to a good time. Yep. And uh, might even partake in a, a frosty beverage. A beverage. Yeah, yeah, may do so. All right, Tasty. have a great weekend, everybody. Get out there and get something done. Weather's going to be great. Enjoy, and uh, we'll see you back here July 7th in studio. Have a good night. Hey, thanks for joining us here on the Fish on Northwest weekly podcast. I want to remind everyone that you can catch our weekly live stream show on our Facebook page and, of course, our YouTube channel every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. West Coast time. You'll get our insightful in-studio interviews, our extremely detailed how-to segments in the bait lab, the infield segments we bring to you when we're on the water or in the woods, and, of course, our amazing cooking recipes in the kitchen with co-host Sherry England and chef Jeff Maxfield. Give us a follow on our Facebook page at Fish Hunt Northwest. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel at Fish Hunt NW. Find us on Twitter and Instagram. And finally, go to our webpage at www.fishhuntnw.com for all the latest and greatest info. Join us each week here on our podcast. Join us each week at our live production. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.